This fourth episode is dedicated to Pam at 50. I'm Anima and this is a takeover. Join us as two friends as we explore the deep lessons, the joys, hurts, victories that our host Pam has learned over this period. At this significant juncture in her life, take a listen and get to know her better. Hi everyone, welcome to Pam and Friends. My name is Anima Okundi, and today we are doing things differently because I'm taking over. I'm interviewing Pam on the occasion of her 50th birthday. So all you ever wanted to know, today is the day. Welcome, Pam. Hi, Anima. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm well. I'm a little bit nervous because I'm thinking, what is she going to ask me? But I'm excited. Well, <laughs> fantastic. You know, I mean, just even to start off, I have to say, you are one brave cookie. Because not many people would give someone else the reins. But um, I think we're going to have a good laugh as we go down memory lane. And I think we're going to also just learn a ton because you do have a lot uh, of gems to drop. Yeah, I hope so. No pressure. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like I said, today we're going to do things a little bit differently. And I do want us to have fun with it. But I also think it's a pivotal um, sort of interview, um, if you like, because we are going to be looking at different areas, the youthful years, relationships, your faith, uh -huh. things uh -huh. about business you know, your view about life and the future, just to give a, a hint to our listeners for what's to come. And just to make it a little bit fun, you know, I have some categories. So there'll be, there's some easy questions, there's some semi-easy questions, and then there are questions that are deep dive. Uh -oh. So I'll give you choices. Okay. Okay, is that okay? okay? Let's go. So let's start with an easy one you know you and I have known each other for years since 1988 no 1986 no, 1986 yes. how many years is that 34 years 35 wow. okay almost 35 okay so th this is an easy one your favorite <laughs> color you know when we were in school what was it? Has it changed over the years? Yes, actually it has. You know, my favorite color, when I was a bit younger, I liked black a lot. But um, <laughs> so that was, I would say that was my favorite color as I was growing up. I liked, liked all things black, but I've become much more adventurous. And um, mm -hmm. I hardly, I do wear black things like black pair of jeans, but I'm very much more adventurous with my tops and um, my bags, I don't like black bags anymore. So I'm much more mm -hmm. colorful as I've, I've, I've matured. I'm much more colorful. So I would say my two favorite colors at the moment are red and, mm -hmm. um, and green. Mm. Wow. Red. Now that is, that is, I remember you would wear 
red on occasion, but it would be a big deal. So it's like now you, you're wearing red maybe more often. There's more boldness. Yes. With age. Yeah. Yes, awesome. absolutely. <laughs> mm. and, and is chicken still your favorite food? Absolutely. Ah, that one hasn't Anyone changed. Who knows uh? me, me and my chicken, chicken bone, chicken everything. <laughs> Although I haven't been able to eat much chicken lately, but yes, it yeah. is still my favorite. <laughs> I remember Popeye's chicken used to be a favorite of yours, mm-hmm. and um, uh, uh, KFC chicken and biscuits. Actually, oh yeah, the first one on 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 Knightsbridge. You took me to that KFC for biscuits. You know, I used to remember, yes. That's the, yes. When it came oh, to that, you're like, yes, you have to have this one. Mm. Yes, I love so, my chicken. Okay, so some things stay the same, hey? <laughs> and uh, another easy one, your music collection. Pam, I still have, you are the one who introduced me to putting my cassette tapes in a case. <laughs> I still have those cases. You had like cases and cases of right. set tapes your right. music collection all of them who was that first um idol winner what's uh, her name again kelly clarkson kelly clarkson hey pam was always for <laughs> hmv had your money <laughs> hmv had took your money so how is your music collection today Oh gosh, obviously things have changed since then. We've gone from cassettes to, uh, you know, um, Walkman CDs and, and yeah. now, you know, everything is is um, in the cloud. So um, to be honest with you, as, as I've matured, I, I'm, more, I'm more into gospel music and jazzy stuff now yeah. than I am into um, mm-hmm. the, the whole pop thing. Um, I don't mm. tend to listen to a lot of music, to be honest with you. I mean, but I'm always nostalgic mm. for the 80s and, you know, music, like on my birthday yeah. party. That was just yeah. Yeah. a groove, just to listen to the 80s um, music again. But yeah, yeah I, would, I wouldn't say I have a collection at the moment. And now you can just go to mm-hmm. YouTube and listen to anything you want to listen to. You don't, you don't have to buy it. And download playlists. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, exactly. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> so at least we know you are saving, you are saving money in that department. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. In your, in your journey. That's awesome. <laughs> and HMV has disappeared oh, wow. on the high street. Anyway, HMV has disappeared. Eh, they went, they went with your money and my money, Sha. Hey, we used to just, you had to get the latest. Mm-hmm. Wow. So maybe a little bit of a mid, mid type of question in, in, in terms of asking like um, over the last say 25 years or so, um, what has become a passion I remember um, in our youthful, more youthful days, we are still youthful. It used exactly. to be exercise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was a passion that we shared, you know, yes. exercise yes. Yes. and making sure that we were fit. And, you know, I remember you uh, ordering your Reebok step. Oh, yes. Oh, the, yes. So what are some of your passions now? Is it still exercise? Anything new? 
Um, yeah, definitely exercise. I mean, in the last year, mm-hmm. um, I've had some health issues, so I've not been able mm-hmm. to exercise as much, but I do mm-hmm. still, it is very much still a, a passion of mine to exercise and stay mm-hmm. fit and stay healthy. Um, I tend to do a lot more walking now than I do mm-hmm. hardcore hit, you know, exercises like I used to. Mm-hmm. Um, so exercise, I would say still a passion. Um, mm-hmm. Some of my passions are still the same. I Well, I love coffee, but I haven't been able to drink coffee for over a year. Um, right. So now I drink herbal teas. <laughs> which is good. not the same hit but not the same okay. hit but yeah um I love um some of my passions that haven't changed is friendships you know getting mm. together with friends um you know be talking obviously the last you know 18 months has been difficult for many people so we've had to be creative in the ways that we um you know mm. do our friendships um having you reading know, my, Reading is still a passion of mine. I am, my friends, some of my friends always laugh at me because I bought a Kindle, right, for Christmas. Mm -hmm. And I thought, let me try and get into the Kindle thing. Um, But I just love physical books. Hard copy. I like the hard copy. I like turning pages. I like highlighting things. So reading is still very much a big passion. And reading books and not, Mm -hmm. you know, flicking with your finger. (laughs) <laughs> the challenge that comes with that is space right space to keep all the books that you're buying um and um and yeah and and just looking for new creative ideas you know i i, I like starting new things businesses um um being part of new ideas creative mm. ideas so yeah much hasn't so changed yeah it sounds like it's evolved from yes, cassette tape to playlists in the cloud. Right. Although books has not evolved to Kindle, but hey. That's so what's right. the best book you've read recently? Like something that has stood out for you that you've really enjoyed? Mm. Um, so best book, well, at the moment, actually, I am reading a book uh, which I'm still at the very beginning. It's called Angel Armies. It's all about angels. Mm. Um, yeah, so I'm reading it. I, I wanted to, I'm very curious about angel, people who have encounters with angels and mm. um, they're very real. Obviously we know angels are real. And so mm. um, it's something, a book I just started to read by Tim, Tim Sheets called Angel Armies. Mm. So that's mm-hmm. one really good book I've, I've read, uh, I'm reading. Um, another mm. book, um, I read um, not so recently, last year was by John Maxwell called The 15 mm-hmm. Invaluable Laws of Growth. And, mm. um, and that's, that's a fantastic library, a, a fantastic book for anyone mm. who wants to you know, grow and, and read, read about leadership and, and character growth. Um, and then I love the Bible. <laughs> I love reading my Bible. It's it's fantastic. I'm I'm reading the John Maxwell Bible actually, which is amazing because it has um, character. It has leadership. It's called the John Maxwell Leadership Bible. So it has um, you know sections on leadership, sections on profiles on leadership, different topics, yeah. which is really really interesting. So you can spice up your Bible study in that way. Wow, I think yeah. that's uh, one to put in the notes or 
where people can see John Maxwell Leadership Bible. And I guess I would love to use that to segue into a question about your faith journey. Okay. And this time I'll give you a choice. Easy, okay. mid, deep, deep dive. What would you like? Okay, let's go mid. Okay. So who is God to you? And how has that journey of your knowledge of God evolved? That's not mid, that's like deep dive. Uh, uh, no, that's mid. You wait till okay. you deep dive now. All right. So um, who is God to me? Um, yeah. So God is my father. Mm-hmm. He's my friend. He's my judge. He is my everything. So that's who God to me. I see God as my father. I see God as the judge of all the earth and I see God as mm-hmm. my friend and that has evolved I think mm-hmm. you know as as um when you're a younger Christian growing in your faith you do see God um as you see you probably see God as your father but you don't you don't really understand it fully and mm. um, um and but also you see God as you know he's the judge and I better do right and he will or else he'll zap me that was my thinking obviously Mm -hmm. and as 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 i've evolved in in my in my walk with god as i've matured i very much appreciate the side of god who is more like a father to me um Mm -hmm. and because i i believe that takes a lot more depth and that takes a lot more surrender when you totally trust somebody as your father somebody who is there to not just provide for you, but who will never harm you, who has the mm. your very best interest at heart, who who um, will meet all your deepest needs. And that is who God is to me. Um, and it has evolved mm. over the years. And so, yeah. So right now I'm in a place where God is first and foremost, my father, and he's mm. also my friend. Then he's my the judge of all the earth. Wow. That's how I see God. That's really beautiful. And I I think um, it makes me ask um, next, um, now also as a mother Mm -hmm. and modeling faith for Mm -hmm. your own daughter, Mm -hmm. how would you model it differently from your own experience? This evolution that you're talking about, not the God who is ready to zap you, Right, but one who is still a father, but your friend. How do you model that to your right daughter? to my daughter? But that's a good question. I often, <laughs> I often don't model it the way God models it. But mm. I am learning to be um, much more patient as a <laughs> mother, um, because God is so much more patient, so so patient with me, with us as human beings. Mm. Um, so I find that. Um, I, I have to be cons- consistently present and conscious and think, okay, how, what would God do? Not what would God do, but how would God approach the situation? Yes, I still do need to discipline my daughter. I still need to, to um, you know, tell her right from wrong, but I'm learning to do it with much more compassion. Some days mm. I get it right. Some days I don't get it right. Um, mm. And, you know, um, <laughs> one of my favorite verses in the Bible, it says that, you know, um, that, that uh, God's mercy in James, God, God's mercy mm-hmm. triumphs over judgment. Um, mm. And so um, I have to always remember that when I'm tempted mm-hmm. 
you know, um, be hard or harsh. Mm. Um, yeah. So that's what I'm working on as a mother. Um, like I said, some mm. days I get it okay. I get the balance right. And <laughs> some days I don't. Yeah. But it also sounds like you're extending that same mercy to yourself on the days that you don't. And I think that's a really big piece in continuing to get it right mm -hmm. is extending mercy even to yourself when it doesn't go the way that you want it to, because then you can continue to extend that mercy to even your daughter as you continue to model that behavior. But um, also, um, I'm also um, learning as well that it's good mm -hmm. to be humble when you've not got mm -hmm. it right. There are days that yes. maybe I've yelled at my daughter and I've apologized and I said, I've said, you know what, um, I'm sorry, mommy lost her temper. I should have been more patient. Um, and I think that is much more of a powerful modeling than, um, yes. you know, when, so they know that, you know, you, you are, you make mistakes, you're not perfect, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah. you are humbly acknowledging that a mistake was made, but mm -hmm. I guess the part that is um, sort of stand out also is that you're not beating yourself that right. you got it wrong. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we can get stuck in that dichotomy. Right. Oh, I got it wrong. I got it wrong. I got it wrong. That we're not even able to move forward. Right. So being humble with her and also humble to accept that mercy. You know, you, you used a really amazing phrase about being present and conscious. And I mean, this is the topic. I think you have to do a whole podcast about this, about how present and conscious are we when we mm -hmm. are practicing our spirituality. Because right. a lot of our spirituality is handed down as traditions and habits and, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. from either from the pulpit or through right. family. And we never question, we don't think, we just do it by rote. Right. Know? But it's in being present and conscious mm -hmm. that we're able to grow and explore and actually hear God for ourselves, which is, which is what Jesus died for at right. the end of the day. That yes. relationship. So I love that. Hmm. Wow. Okay. So... Should we continue in faith? Actually, I have one more question to ask you. Okay. Yeah. All right. Which is, um, how do you keep your faith fresh? That's a great question. Um, how do I keep my, I, I try to mix it up. I, mm -hmm. I um, some days I do praise and worship in the morning. I mm -hmm. and listen to music and, um, and there are some days I, I, you know, just think, okay, today if my quiet time, I'm just gonna sing. And that's mm. my quiet time because praise is powerful. Um, yeah. Other days um, I choose topics to read. So right now I'm, I'm like, right now I'm reading the book of Joshua. Um, Joshua is a great leader, a powerful leader. I'm reading the book of Joshua and then I'm, I'm reading the book on angels as well. So I try to mix it up. So. Um, mm. And then I consciously look for, so I'm, I, I try not to read the Bible just to say I had a quiet time. I consciously look for what I'm being taught every day. Um, mm. um, even if it's, you know, I'm just reading one chapter or half a chapter, it's better to learn something from, from what you're doing, reading every day mm. than saying, oh yeah, I read five chapters of the Bible today, just to say I read five chapters. So right. I try to switch it up. Um, and just, I try to be again, present and mm -hmm. I'm learning to 
hear God's voice for myself and for different people's different ways. It's not an audible voice. So for some people it is, but for, for, mm-hmm. for me, it's a quiet, small voice most of the times. Um, and I just, yeah, I just, when I wake up every day, I think, okay, what, 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 um, I invite the Holy Spirit. I invite Jesus, mm. I invite God. That's my first thing. I say, good morning, God. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, angels. Welcome. <laughs> mm. and, um, and I, I sort of quiet myself to see what I need for that day. Um, so yeah, I try to switch it up. Um, and I just right. let the spirit lead. Right. Wow. That's so I'm hearing switching it up, but I'm also hearing also listening with intention to what the spirit is leading, but also what do you need? Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just to sing. Sometimes right. it's to listen quietly. Sometimes it's to read a lot or a little. So it's very much like listening to what you need. And I, I, I think that that's really powerful as well, because then it's relationship. It's going back yes. to what you said earlier about it. it's a relationship it is. as and opposed then- to an obligation. That's right. And then also, um, I'm learning that, you know, as, as you mature, as we mature in our walk with God, Mm -hmm. we realize it's less about us and our needs, even though what we need is right, but more about him and about praising him, um, Mm. about giving him praise, about exalting his name. And the more you praise God, you realize that there is, you, you actually, he strengthens you and there's all those things that you worry about the things that you you are you know either you know you have a health issue or you have financial problems Mm. when you stay in the place of praise and God becomes bigger it actually makes Mm. you realize that you don't have any issues at all because it empowers you emboldens Mm. you to to get on with your day but also to leave that problem or that challenge or whatever Mm. it may be at his feet knowing that he's going to take care of mm. and and so just it, wow. it unburdens you to just enjoy your relationship with God by just mm. staying in that place of praise so a lot of my 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 prayer time these days and it's not something that has come easy has mm. been, been targeted towards praising God more and rather mm. than oh god heal me oh god take this pain away oh god i'm mm. suffering you know i've i spent a lot of time doing that last year cuz uh, you know when i was going through health challenges but now through that this journey of evolving um i'm focusing more on god uh, and praising him um rather than just going and uh talking about myself and all my needs you have just given me such a big aha moment. I told you you'll be dropping gems. <laughs> There's something so powerful that has really connected for me right now about how mm-hmm. to have what actually God commands in the Bible. Isn't it that uh, in heaven, all we'd be doing is singing praises? Right. Yeah. And what has connected for me in this moment is how that is only possible if you are present and conscious in the here and now. Mm-hmm. It is when I'm worrying about the future or regretting about the past 
-hmm. that I'm unable to praise because none of those are in the present. Right. If I'm fully in the present, then praising and worshiping God is the only thing that really I can consciously care about. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the time, my mind is divided because mm -hmm. my mind is half in the future, what hasn't been done, and therefore the problems that are coming. Right. Or crying over what is in the past. And it just think, it reminds me of Matthew 6 about do not worry. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the mm -hmm. only way is mm -hmm. to actually consciously. So, wow, thank you for that. I mean, truly, that has been just like an aha moment right now. Wow. Great. Hmm. Thank you. So I, I've noticed as you've talked about your faith journey, there's been several times you've dropped that word leadership. And so we want to go into the business mogul uh, area of your life. Okay. <laughs> and uh, easy, mid or deep dive? What would you um, Let's do mid. So Pam, as you've been talking about your faith, uh, the word leadership has come up a few times. Mm -hmm. So I guess this is a great point to um, segue into Pam, the business mogul and leader. Um, and what would you like? Easy, mid, or a deep dive? Let's do easy. No, not easy. Let's do mid. Let's do mid. Let's, okay. So we know that you have... Well, maybe your listeners don't know, uh, Miss Hannah and Hugh. Um, before that, you were doing your Beachbody program as well and had people, mums, there was a mums thing you were doing. Quite mums serious. with tots. Mums, mums with tots. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And um, I think for me, what stands out for me is really sort of changing changing the space you're in, having an impact. So the question is, how do you birth your ideas and which ones you decide to follow? Right, um, that's a great question. Well, first of all, I wouldn't say I'm a mogul. I'm a mogul in the making, girl. Come on, yeah, we claim <laughs> mogul it. Mogul in the making. Um, so watch <laughs> this space. So how do I birth my ideas? So the very first idea, um, the moms with tots. I ran that for about five, six years, mm. literally born out of me having my daughter Zara. Um, and that time, I, in that space, there was not a lot of support for moms. This was what, 14 years ago? My daughter's mm. almost going to be 15. 14 years ago, there wasn't that um, space where mothers could go and, you know, just talk about the things that were bothering them or um you know if they had um an issue to do with first aid or breastfeeding mm. things like that i mean we have a lot of that now but in that time mm. it was still very much in its infancy and mm. so um i was i just you know decided to first of all uh the first thing i did was decided to go and train to be a first aid uh, to, to learn about first aid because I was one of these moms that was always panicked. What if my daughter chokes? What if this, what if that? Right. So I went, for, I birthed the idea by trying to help myself first, seeing, mm. well, what do I need as a mother at this point? Um, and um, so that that's what birthed that idea. I went and I did a first aid course, which I thoroughly enjoyed. And I thought, you know what, as I was talking to different people, parents they didn't really know what would happen what would happen if their daughter, ch children choked 
uh, or if there was a first aid emergency, a lot of moms didn't know. So mm. I went and I did a train the trainer course, which um, basically I learned to do first aid and te teach first aid. And through that, um, I started to do uh, expand into other areas. I did a diploma in postnatal care, um, mm -hmm. and and um, and then I decided to form a company called Moms with Tots, and we sort of made it a holistic thing to provide first aid training, um, you know, uh, workshops about postnatal care, postnatal right. depression, breastfeeding mm -hmm. courses, Pilates. We did. We did Pilates as well, um, yeah, just yeah. to help moms, you know, strengthen that pelvic floor that mm -hmm. sort of goes west once you yeah. have a child. <laughs> um, and yeah, so it was really great. And then what happened was, as more and more people sort of subscribed to it, I started getting, um, you know, uh, local authorities quite mm. interested. And I started providing the services for what would we call children's centers here in England. Mm -hmm. um, um, so I was contracted to sort of provide my services for five different um, local authorities. And I used to sort of go in and run workshops with the, the different children's centers. So that was fantastic. Kind of, that was kind of very interesting at the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I did, I did that for about six years and then mm -hmm. um, I, it was, and then Hannah and Hugh was a natural sort of extension of that. Right. Um, when, when Zara was a baby, she had eczema. And again, in, in that time, there's, there wasn't as much of natural skincare stuff as there is now. Um, mm. And um, when you take your child to the doctor in, in that time, they would just, you know, ask you to use steroid creams and I didn't want to do any of that and I was mm -hmm. getting a little bit frustrated that there was really nothing out there so um, I decided to do some research I went on a skincare course to mm -hmm. learn how to do natural skincare and um, then it became sort of a, a label of love after that um, and I realized okay I now I know how to sort of do the basics but I didn't want to um, I knew that I didn't want to stay in my kitchen and was mixing, mixing potions and lotions. So I started my research and researching uh, a, a manufacturer where I would take my recipe to and say, right. can you help me um, bring make this, this. Up, make mm -hmm. this and I want to bring it to market. And, and so that's how Hannah and Hugh sort of started. Um, and um, I, that, you know, birthed that and, Right now we have like uh, four different products. So two creams and two body washes and it's basically all natural skin. Natural. And mm. it's not just for, for babies, it's for the whole family. Um, mm. Natural skincare that doesn't harm the body, doesn't have any harsh chemicals. Um, mm. Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's been an exciting process. It's a, it's a lot of hard work. Um, mm. We still have a ways to go, but the goal is to sort of get it into Africa. Um, mm. I, it's in Nigeria at the moment, but get it into different parts of Africa. Um, hopefully um, now that things are beginning to lift, um, yeah. With pandemic, yes. Come on, Kenya. Kenya's Come on, next. Kenya, definitely. <laughs> so uh, what I'm also hearing is that uh, these uh, wonderful business ideas are really driven by um, a personal need uh -huh. and a space where 
you are experiencing some lack and turning mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. I think, I mean, I, I'm one of those people that um, I cannot sort of successfully sell anything that I don't believe in. Yes. <laughs> you know, some people are such great salespeople. They like, they mm. could sell, you know, they could sell you, uh, I don't know. Sand, sand to an nomad exactly <laughs> exactly yeah. um so but for me um if it's something i'm passionate about then it's it's just uh, it's natural for me to sort of to head to that towards that path i've, I've found mm -hmm. that's what works for me um yeah. passionate about you know mothers babies families um mm -hmm. educational stuff anything that can sort of enhance uh, mm. you know, um, the life of women with children, that is my passion. Mm. So where do you see yourself five years from now? Um, well, hopefully working in the, uh, the space where, again, I am educating families, women, mm. helping women, um, particularly, um, there is a project I'm working on, which I can't say much about right now, but um, it is going to be um, based on helping women in mm -hmm. Africa uh, who are who have children um, gain employment um, in the workspace, microfinance, um, you know, have access to good health care, um, mm -hmm. have access to good uh, products that are not counterfeit products. Right. Um, yes, so um, it's a project that um, we're working on and hopefully we'll roll out towards the towards the end of the year. So watch this space. That's exciting. Exciting. Wow, my ears are itching, but I will ask you off, off, off audio. Yeah. So, so what and who have been your greatest passions over what the last 25 years? Yeah. Um, so I, I guess is what we just talked about, um, you know, evolving, you know, my business uh, sort of, my business sense evolving, the things that I'm passionate about creating, whether it be creams for, for families or um, educational product projects for, for uh, uh, mothers with babies. Um, that's been definitely a passion um of mine and just again becoming a mother as mm. well um that's been a you know becoming a mother seeing my daughter grow um mm. obviously being a single mom and sort of doing it by myself well I haven't done it by myself I've had a village of friends and family help me but um yeah so I think in the last, I would say in the last 10 years, my focus has been really my daughter. And I've, yeah. I've consciously made, uh, you know, life decisions, career decisions around that. So I would say that has been, been that. Well, so in the last 25 years, <laughs> my, my <laughs> life has obviously evolved. You know, I was in the full-time ministry at one time working for, for a church. And then I stepped out of that um, over what 17 years ago now but since mm -hmm. then it's been channeling um that same passion working in the ministry but channel channel 
channeling it into um, the circular workspace and but bringing those life lessons I learned yeah. um, into that workspace, if that mm. makes any sense at all. Um, it makes yeah. a lot of sense. Um, I yeah. mean, even look at this podcast, you know, so right. that you're putting out there, you mm. know. And so on that journey, I want us to go into a little bit about relationships. Yeah. Okay. And, and what is the most surprising characteristic that you've learned about yourself um, on this journey, maybe something that you've had to change or accept. Right, right. Okay, so <laughs> what I've learned about myself <laughs> in the, actually in the last maybe five years is that I can be um, quite compassionate as a person, mm. which it's when I was younger, um, anyone who knows me would be like, you know, Pam is quite hard, <laughs> you know, um, you know, I say what I, you know, I'm quite a straightforward person. I, I say mm -hmm. what I think, I say what I, you know, um, see and, and in many ways I was, when I was younger, quite unfiltered in the, you know, I would mm -hmm. just say things and not really thinking, okay, how does that person feel about that? Um, mm. and that there are many different ways of saying something and you could be kinder about it and you could be more compassionate about it and I think over as as I've evolved as I've matured um, I'm quite I'm quite surprised that I am much more of a compassionate person mm. <laughs> in this space of my life that I find myself right now um, mm -hmm. and I think that only comes from also use as a person going through challenges going through right. life life um journeys that have forced you Absolutely. to sort of be compassionate had mm. have forced you to look at um life with a different lens and that teaches mm. you to be more compassionate so i would say that's the most surprising thing about myself um mm. i've become quite a crybaby um, which I never <laughs> <used to> be. <laughs> yeah I welcome to the I club can, i can cry very easily now i can feel compassion for people which yeah. is a, it's actually a beautiful thing which i yeah. never used to have awesome yeah. awesome yeah. and um as you said you know life experiences things shape us and in the arena of relationships so what sort of boundaries if any, have you had to put in place in order to thrive? Right, um, that's a great question. Yeah, so with relationships, um, I think boundaries is really important. I think it's just actually knowing when to sort of um, move on from relationships. Um, mm. Yeah, there, I, I've, I'm learning that not all, some relationships are for just certain seasons of your life and mm -hmm. that is okay um and also um with relationships it's really important to have when when you talk about boundaries for me boundaries come into effect by just being very honest in my relationships with people um if if i uh don't like something i say it if if mm. i like something i say it um if I don't want to do something, I say it. Um, mm. And I think that, that's the way I put boundaries around myself. Um, mm. And it's really important um, 
in relationships to ha have those boundaries for them to be healthy. Um, and, um, and I'm learning that also, um, I'm not everybody's cup of tea. The, you know, some people right. are not going to like me um, and that's okay. Um, <laughs> it's, it, that is absolutely- Isn't that so freeing to actually so free. be able to accept that? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh. Um, also, you know, in the last, I would say three, four years, I've gone through um, periods where um, I've, I have, lost relationships where well, I would say lost relationships where we were actually I was actually very close with someone and then for some reason when you know that relationship is fractured for no particular reason it wasn't like we had a big fallout or anything um, mm. um but and that other person does not want to reconcile and I'm okay with that as well mm. um and I've, I'm learning that you know relationships can be for a season and that's fine and you mm. you know you learn you think okay what could I have done better or what have I learned from that and then you move on and, and mm. not let that stop you and I think also um, the greatest challenge in relationships is for us not to get jaded about those uh, when you've had sort of a bad bad experience in a relationship mm -hmm. you sort of start to um protect yourself if you know what I mean um, right but to not get jaded and to to realize okay um you have to treat each relationship um as a, a separate entity and think okay right. what happened with that and and um and not bring your quote-unquote baggage from one relationship to another right yes yeah, yeah. um yeah yeah, so I, I, and it's still something I'm, I'm, I'm learning, but also I think very important for me anyway, is I don't need many relationships. I don't need many friendships. I think as you grow older, you, I, I'm tending to be much more comfortable in my own skin. I, mm. I like spending time with myself. I have great friends, but um, I don't particularly need to have 20, 50 friendships, you know, a handful of some good solid friendships is all that I need. Um, mm. And I'm, I am happy about that. I'm okay with that as well. Wow. That is, I, it really <laughs> uh, reminds me of uh, just freedom. I mean, it mm -hmm. spells, you use the word comfortable in your own skin, you know, and I guess compared to younger days where, it's like if a friendship breaks, you almost want to die. Right. What I'm hearing now is like, you know what? I also accept mm -hmm. that some friendships and relationships are for a season and that's yeah. okay. Yeah. Wow. I remember so, I heard somebody, mm -hmm. I heard somebody say, say, you know, I'm too old to care, but I'm too young to give up. So ah. <laughs> that's my motto. Oh, I'm too so old to one. care, but I'm too young to give up. So there you go. <laughs> That's a wonderful. So if I may be so bold and to say also, I mean, we, uh, my mindset as you've been talking has been a lot more about friendship. What about romantic relationships? What is your take now at age 50 about romance? Right. Okay. For, for me or just generally? Both. What have you learned? Like, now that you're saying that, hey, I accept friendships if they're there, I only need a few. What mm -hmm. have you learned about romantic relationships 
and what do you know for yourself now? Right, okay. <laughs> right, okay. Um, I would say in terms of romantic relationships, if a, per a person shows you who they are, believe them the first time. I think that's what Oprah says to steal it yeah. from Oprah, right? Not that I'm an Oprah watcher as such these days mm. but um yeah so i think that when as as we are you know as we grow older we we become hopefully wiser when you're mm -hmm. younger you know you're you know you want the butterflies and the flutters and you know yeah. you see things and you you're like um okay um you almost think oh that person's going to change or you know or uh, i'm the one like, to change them oh yeah so even. you're the one to change them and you're very naive about that mm -hmm. and you know there's a saying you know i don't know how they say it in in african but there's a saying that if when you know before you date and marry someone shine your eye once you marry mm -hmm. that person shut it because when you go there and you start seeing things don't say you didn't see it before shut it late for that so wisdom um, wisdom exactly so for me my take on romantic relationships now is shine your eye okay mm. and then um you have before to, you commit before you commit and you have to decide can i live with that because right. that person is not going to change you're not going to change mm. them only mm. god can change them so mm. you are not going to change that person and I always say that, um, you know, there are a lot of, you know, crazy, there are a lot of crazy people walking around in suits that look normal. I mean, uh, I've been there, won the t-shirt. Uh, hey, I've got the t-shirt in, in my bedroom. I have it. So um, where I am, I'm comfortable yeah. in my skin right now. Mm. I'm not, if it happens, great, but mm. it's not something that I'm, you know, I am chasing right and if it happens it's great but i i definitely look for red flags mm, 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 mm. well when i say look for it's not like i go into um, uh, have a date with someone and think oh where's the red flag but i am actually you're not wondering. idealistic yeah exactly and when i see a red flag i take it seriously mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You, you know that's awesome that's so great. i don't want anyone to come and give me hypertension <laughs> you know if we have enough uh, heat from menopause in our lives, we exactly. don't need any other. <laughs> I don't want to come with anyone hypertension either. Either. So, so it's almost like um, related to what you sell, said earlier about just being present and conscious. Exactly. What you see in the moment is what is. Don't sweep Absolutely. it under the carpet. Right. Don't think it's about to go away or you imagined it. Exactly, you know? exactly. And yes. I think also, um, you know, we women, sometimes we don't do ourselves any service by thinking that a man is going to complete us. They don't. Yeah. <laughs> the only person no. who can complete you is God. God. And, you know, it might sound cliche, but it's so true. Um, mm. I think that, you know, you have to be in a as, and you know they always say you would bring 50 50 to relationship mm. no you should need to bring 100 100 yeah. yourself your 100 of yourself and 100 of the other person has to be to make a relationship work so yeah. i think that this notion of oh i will be happy when i get married no you're not mm. you don't, you're not gonna be find happy. your happiness in yourself exactly. now exactly mm. exactly and be, be you have to be a whole person 
when you yeah. go into a marriage or mm. evolve a relationship person mm -hmm. or a relationship or evolve into a whole person um mm. and that's the only way it, it will work mm. um, for the long term it's true term. yeah definitely wow. gems gems see i told you you'd be dropping gems yeah we're, we're coming towards the end we're gonna have you know a couple of questions about you know future and uh visionary sort of space um but before that a real quick one short hair benefits versus braids and perm oh gosh short hair benefits <laughs> number one do we have do we have all day number one i don't i don't have to um wake up in the morning and worry about oh um, am I going to, how am I going to sort my hair out today? Yeah, um, yeah. It's the greatest thing I ever did, cut my hair three years ago. And yeah. um, it's cheaper. I spent mm -hmm. 10 pounds a month. Or wow. Opposed <laughs> to 60 pounds uh, every couple of months to braid my hair or, you know, 50 pounds to go and, you know, wash and blow dry <laughs> and tongue. Um, mm -hmm. So... Um, and several hours of precious time. Exactly. And then also, things. you know, when I used to do a lot of exercise and have my hair in braids, you know, mm. you sweat and your hair mm. smells and all that. And you have to mm. make sure you wash it or, you know, clean it. And I don't have to worry about all that now. So wow. awesome. another freedom I'm hearing. Freedom. That's right. Mm. And, and, and so also, I mean, what about fashion? Because um, we've talked about color and how you've become more adventurous. Are there things that you would wear now that you wouldn't wear back then or things you wore back then that you would definitely not wear now? How has your fashion evolved? Or is it about comfort? I think it's a bit of both, to be honest. I, um, I'm not one of those who I'm not fashion conscious in the sense that I have to have the latest bag. I have to have the latest you know, shoe or clothe, piece of clothing, no, but I, I have my own style, I mm -hmm. would say. Um, I, I'm not fashion conscious, but I'm fashionable, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So, you know, like right now I'm wearing a pair of jeans that are torn jeans and, you know, hey. Mm, hey. So, um, we are definitely fashionable. Um, and then, you know, so I, I do, also have the business side of me like you know if i'm going right. to business mm -hmm. you know dress dress mm -hmm. yeah for that occasion so in mm -hmm. in that sense um i would say the one thing that i do love is bags though um mm. that's, that's, I girl we've been knowing that from long <laughs> time hey. yeah but then again i'm not your typical i'm not i wouldn't go out and buy a bag because it has a name sure yeah, the only thing that I don't do is I don't do pleather. Pleather yes. is, you know, I, I don't do fake leather. It has to be a leather bag. The real, but, yeah, that yeah, one is true. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't do pleather, but I don't have. It doesn't have to be a name. It just has to yeah. be a bag that I like and and you that know. has um, longevity. That was exactly. one thing we always talk about. Yeah, exactly. yeah, so, um, longevity. Yeah. But also, I feel like now. For me, I'm also more conscious about comfort. Mm -hmm. Like, I will, I even if I'm wearing a suit, I don't have to wear a button-down shirt. That you know, I, I'm conscious of will I be comfortable? Right. So I find pieces that I feel comfortable in at this mm -hmm. age. Whereas mm -hmm. before, eh, you know, it was more about 
looking sometimes like fit for the part. Right. You know? So I can still go for a business meeting. It doesn't have to be a suit, but I'll still mm -hmm. look business Custom. worthy. Right. Ah. Exactly. So exactly. You're right. So for me, you know, you do have, I have some friends who they, they, before they leave home, they have to wear their girdles or whatever they yeah. call them, the shape thing, the shape wear. And I'm thinking, girl, I, I, if I wore that, I can't breathe. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Yes. I'm yeah. quite, for those who know me, I'm quite curvy. I have my mm -hmm. hips. Let them mm -hmm. show. That is how God made me. I'm not going to do anything that's going to make me, you know, when I'm eating, I almost choke because it's too tight because I'm wearing girdle and I want to suck everything in. Thanks, thanks but no thanks. I, I definitely can relate to the comfort. I have to yeah. be comfortable. Yeah. Wow. And um, uh, thinking about the future. Yeah. Where would you say uh, in your life there would be room for improvement? Oh gosh. Um you know, every every way, to be honest mm. with you. Um, I think for me, I'm I'm still learning to um be surrendered. Mm -hmm. Um I think um for a lot of people who don't know, I've gone through very intense 18 months almost of a health challenge you know where you know i didn't even think i was going to be here you know yeah just, um and um through that process you know it's i've had to sort of what you know when you're sort of a go-getter when you're using mm. decisions you want to you you literally want to fix everything and this mm -hmm. is something in my life that I've realized I cannot fix by myself. I cannot mm. make myself well. I cannot make, you know, I cannot, if I could wave a magic wand and all the symptoms I've had in the last 18 months go away, I would have done it. And I think through that process, God has allowed this challenge in my life so that I could learn to just be surrendered. Mm. And through this process, I realized how very much, um, well, probably rebellious is not the right word, but, um, mm. you know, learning to be obedient, you know, mm. it's easy to say, oh, I trust God, but then mm -hmm. you want to go and do it your own way. Mm -hmm. And um, I think, um, so a room for improvement for me is, which I'm still working on, is just learning to be surrendered to God and, mm -hmm. and, and be obedient to the things that he has asked me to do or not do, mm. um, you know. Um, yeah, so, you know, for example, um, it might sound super spiritual to, to people, but, um, one of the things that I've been working through, because last year, one of the thing, one of the challenges I've had was I had what we call GERD, gastroesophageal reflux, and I couldn't, for a couple of months, I couldn't eat anything but liquids because mm. my esophagus was inflamed and my digestive system literally broke down. Um, and so, um, you know, I tried, I had to go on antibiotics and I tried everything. And I remember, you know, I would buy this potion, this lotion, this, um, you know, call this naturopath, trying to fix myself. And mm. I, I remember 
very vividly, and I shared it with one of my really good friends in America. Um, um, I had a dream where um, literally God said, showed me in that dream what I needed to do. I needed to mm -hmm. take my probiotics to build back my gut bacteria. I needed mm -hmm. to pray and I needed to use anointing oil. Now, mm -hmm. that is, those were the things I saw in the dream. I remember calling my friend Janice in America and saying, Janice, this is the dream I had. This is what God said I should do. And this was last year, I think it was around September time. Now we're in, where are we now? We're in April. And through that time, it, and I was getting very excited thinking, okay, maybe in two weeks, it will be sorted. Yes, take my probiotics, put anointing oil on my stomach and pray, voila, that's it. Done. And, and through that process, it actually became worse <laughs> before it became better. And I was like, what is this don't make no sense, God. What what is this? Mm -hmm. Why I did you tell? But you told me to take probiotics. You told so why am I still have been in pain? Why am I still going through periods where I can't eat properly? I'm burping and I'm in so much pain and mm. and in those moments I were always tempted to do something else. Right, take back control. I went to Holland and Barrett to march myself there, got um, uh, something for my stomach. Um, I got a couple of things, came back home, looked at them and I, and I said, I'm sorry, God. And I just put it down <laughs> and I didn't take it. But there've been so many different moments like that. Mm. So I'm learning obedience. I'm learning, mm. it's like when in the Bible, God said to Elijah, go mm. to the brook. Mm -hmm. the brook of chariot and there i have instructed a bird mm -hmm. raven to feed you right does that sound does that sound normal right it doesn't yeah. sound normal it sounds crazy right go yeah. brook i've instructed a bird to feed you and mm -hmm. and and bring you food and morning it says the bible says the morning in the morning the uh, raven will bring you mm -hmm. bread and uh, meat and in the evening the same thing mm -hmm. and in the natural, that just makes no sense. But mm. oftentimes God tells us to do things that make no sense. And you just, he wants to, to, to see how you will obey that because for trust to, to trust him completely and for him to bring, be able to bring you to your next level for the assignment he wants you. Because mm. often it's not about you, it's about mm. where he's taking you to so you can mm. help other people. Um, if you mm. cannot be trusted to be, obey, well, how will you how will you do do that? How will you um, you know fulfill that assignment? So for me, that is for me that that change for me is just learning to be obedient. Keep dying to myself. Keep saying, okay, this is not about me. I have to mm. learn to be obedient. Even times where it doesn't make sense, where it is not looking great, it's not looking mm. good. Um, just be obedient so that's that's what i'm learning and that's where there's still room for change yeah Great. so to sort of round off in on that same trajectory what would you say then is your legacy vision what would you like to be remembered for <laughs> i'm gonna be like prince philip who says who wants to it should be me talking about legacy. It should be other people saying what, what Pam's legacy was. No, okay. Mm -hmm. um, 
which is <laughs> yeah, I'm totally. To and that out. is also there. <laughs> I'm trying to pop out. Yeah. Um, well, you know, for me, um, I just want to be remembered for somebody who um, left it all, emptied myself while right. I was here. Um, you know, and and um, yeah, that that's for me is the most important thing. Because, you know, I think sometimes when we talk about legacy, we always talk about success of what the eyes can see. Mm. Um, and, and we many in many times we confuse that with what really God's legacy is. And, and there's so many people in this life that we're never going to hear of that are slowly changing their circle of influence every single day mm -hmm. and we will never hear of them um mm -hmm. and yet they're leaving a great legacy so for me it's 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 um emptying myself and if if my child mm. um can love the lord with all her heart well all her soul with all her strength all her mind that for me is the greatest legacy I can leave. And because if she does that, she will pass it on to her children mm. and her children's children. And for me, that is the greatest legacy I would love to leave for my child to um, know God and follow God. And, and, um, and that is my prayer for her every day. I say, mm. God, break her heart for what breaks yours. Um, and sometimes that's a scary prayer. I'm like, oh God, yeah. what does that mean? <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, that for me, that is the biggest thing for me. Mm -hmm. That's for me, that would be legacy. Beautiful. And what a way to sum up uh, this wonderful conversation we've had, this journey, really colorful that you've taken us on through um, relationships and faith and business drivers and how to build it and um, even, you know, just the day-to-day, -day, being comfortable in your skin, um, you know, being able to accept what is, being present in the here and now, uh -huh. you know, things that with hindsight, if we could only have told our younger selves, However, without the journey, you probably wouldn't be here saying, right, you know, right. dropping these gems, like I said, and I'm sure our listeners are like, man, those gems, me, I promised in this takeover, and I do believe I've delivered. So you have. well done. What's a question I haven't asked that you would have liked me to ask? Oh, if wow. There is. What's the question um, or a topic we haven't said, or a gem you'd like to leave us with that we've not yet captured, if there is. <laughs> You've put me on the spot. Um, it's okay. You I do it really, well. I can't really think of anything. All mm -hmm. I can say to our listeners out there is, mm. you know, keep on keeping on, keep on being faithful. Um, one of the things that um, I, I'm working on and I, I love to do for myself these days is I speak life into the things that are around me. Fantastic. So, um, speaking life into your situation, whether it's a health challenge, you say I walk in divine health, 
whether it's a financial situation, you say, I am financially blessed to be a blessing to others. Um, and because that is what the Bible says, the Bible says that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places, mm. far above every principality and powers of darkness, which means that mm. if we're seated with Christ far above every principality, we have victory. So, um, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He doesn't want us to believe that we have victory. So um, I believe that if I can leave anything is that we should just walk in a space where we are speaking life. We are life carriers. Um, so our tongue must reflect that in the mm. things that we say daily to ourselves and to other people. And it's not something that um, comes naturally. It's something that you have to be con conscious about and you have to decide i'm intentional to do every day wow you see fantastic to all the listeners out there this has been pam and friends takeover by anima yay and will you come back again anything, and over? <laughs> yes i will great and we've talked about many things i want to invite people if there's any topics that they'd like to hear more of from pam let her know put it in the response type it up there when you listen and yeah keep on keeping on thank you thank Bye, you Pam.